Buongiorno Bianconeri, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel and I wish we had a better match, a better result to tackle on a Monday. Unfortunately, we have our kryptonite, the mighty Monza and uh, them sweeping Juventus this season. What the hell is going... Hold on a sec, I have to pinch myself and actually wake up. We're not actually talking about this going down, are we? Again again yeah again we've again. gone full circle everybody we have gone full circle so all the turmoil and the boiling point uh, was earlier in the season when we uh, suffered defeat to monza and here we all are f- full circle a few weeks ago we were thinking about potentially flipping syria on its head and uh having a battle with napoli we get smashed then all of a sudden you get a point deduction and now we lose to Monza again, and we have gone full circle, everybody. There's a lot to discuss today. We got a full panel, too. We got myself, we got Omar, we got Luca, and we got Lex. And uh, this is going to be uh, a lot to uh, tackle here. Uh, we're going to get to the news first. Then we're going to get into uh, the game recap and highlights and whatnot and all the stories in the aftermath of it. We are going to say what's up quick to everybody in the live chat. But first, we got some housekeeping and we're going to get rid of that. Everybody tuning in on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. That's where a lot of the extras and magic happen, especially like our Romeo Agresti Romeo live interviews and whatnot. You're going to get the benefits of that on the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe now. Let's say what's up to everybody in live chat. Let's see what everybody's kind of got going on here. We got Jeremiah saying, hey, guys, to be honest, we were very poor in almost every aspect of the game. The streak was just that, a lucky streak. Two years in, Max has completely failed. Leadership on and off the field is non-existent. Okay, I'm sure we're going to tackle all of that uh, in today's shows. Bob saying, ciao, guys. Thanks for the gathering and breakdowns faithfully. Fino alla fine. Hey, no matter what, uh, thick and thin, uh, we, we ride it out and we see what goes down. Hello, all you and team. Yesterday's game hurts, but let's see what's going to happen at the end of the season. Let's hope things turn around in favor of Juventus infield and outside the field. Let's see. Michael Razo, Forza Juve. No matter what. No matter what. Let's get into this. All right. So, news. We're going to tackle some of the news real quick. So, McKenney has completed his physical for Leeds. Right now, it sits at the loan. And then, of course, there's option to purchase. Now, there is criteria. We don't know the exact details, but there is criteria that could make it an obligation to purchase. We would have to think that that's just relegation. We talked about that on the match day live yesterday. Um, this could be a total of 40 million euros if the deal gets finalized, though, which would be a big coup for Juventus. Um, other news, Milik. We've been hearing two to three weeks out. We've been also hearing, uh, I saw five to six. So split the difference and called about a month out with Milik now. All right. So uh, yeah, he's the latest to uh, fall victim to injury for Juventus. Today, we were supposed to get uh, the reasoning for the verdict and uh, the penalty for Juventus. We did receive that from the FIGC official site and it is nothing. It is literally a summary of what's taken place and what's happened. No actual reasoning. So we continue to wait. The club does have to get the reasoning, though. So 
whatever they put out right now, they haven't. But the club being penalized has to have that reason. And there's still this rumor. I don't know if anybody's saw it or whatnot, but I did post on my daily update videos and spoke about it that uh, there's rumors that there's certain documents that have been kept away. Juve's lawyers are pressing for it because it could actually flip the script and would uh, have a lot of the documents that they were basically prosecuted with uh, ruled as invalid. We're still waiting for details. Um, it is what it is. Now, guys, Milik out. Anything to touch on with the news there? I mean, uh, when it rains, it pours. There's really nothing, uh, no bright spots in there. Uh, the McKinney deal, potentially $40 million would be big uh, in terms of the plus Valenza. But anything to touch on there, Omar? No, just Dushan is back, so just traded one striker for another. Yeah. I'm going to get into a midfielder that we had back yesterday that for some reason couldn't have helped. Okay. Oh, boy. We're going to get to that, uh, and I'll talk about that when we break down the game. But, uh, yeah, and as far as the news, Juventini, uh, still waiting, still waiting. Um, now, Anthony's working on the details. He says the details are out, but uh, he's got to get some time to read that uh, novel. Still waiting. Let's wait for the breakdowns, and it'll probably come while we go live. Let's get to this game. Juve Monza. Starting lineup. Chesney and goal. Gatti, Bremer, Danilo. In the middle, Decilio, Fagioli, Paredes, Rabio, Kostic, Di Maria, and Keane. Let's go back to before the actual match was starting and how you felt about the starting lines. Because I'm going to be quite honest with you. My one question mark was Decilio getting in there immediately after being out for so long. But if you look at who else are you going to play there and whatnot, are you going to change the setup potentially or whatnot? But... Overall, let's be serious with who we're facing and whatnot. That lineup should be enough to do a much better job than what we saw it play out. But how did you guys feel? We heard from, uh, let's get uh, Luca here and then Lex on starting lineups. Um, I mean, let's be realistic. Uh, going into it, you're thinking this should be a simple one, right? We, we've done this before. We've been there. We've done that. We've beaten Monza with... I'm not going to say minimal effort, but with a younger squad. We've seen this. This isn't the first time. That said, my only argument is why not, again, use those younger players? You know, like everyone's saying, oh, we've got Lazio in a few days. Fine. More than fine. We know that Lazio coming up is not going to be a cakewalk. Rest some guys. Fine. Play the younger guys who were effective last game. Why are we forcing guys back? Example... Dicilio. like it, we haven't seen this guy in half a year and now he's starting in games that allegri is calling you know win or or bust like if these games are so important and detrimental to our standings why are you tossing a guy who hasn't played in half a year to play 90 minutes that's my only argument i mean the rest of the lineup it's not great i don't want to see paredes in there anymore i don't want to see costage as a left wing back but hey it should get the job done. We're not going to beat around the bush. These players should beat Monza. That's my yeah. thought before the game. Lex, what was your thoughts on that starting lineup? Um, pretty much the same as you both. Um, the question about Dishelio, where it's like this guy was just MIA for the last five months and then all of a sudden reappears in our starting 11 and he was caught sleeping on that first offside goal as well. Um, and then I would think like, 
I was a little bit confused about Paredes starting over Locatelli, but I mean, that could have been a resting thing for the Lazio game, possibly. I think like the midfield, which I think we expected was um, off balance. I like Locatelli and Fajoli playing together. So I think that they complement each other really well. So that's kind of where my question was. But like you both said, um, no excuse. It's Monza should be able to still get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Omar, do you have anything to add? I think uh, Lex and Luca pretty much sum summarized it uh, perfectly. There's not a whole no, bunch to say. I mean, everybody's in shock that a guy that uh, comes back, uh, you know, and we're working with these other guys, these other impact players. And they're, you know, you're trying to get them in. You're trying to move them back in. And then it's like the second Dechilio's available, he's in there full go. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't What's going on here? What am I, what am I missing? Because to be honest with you, I would have even dealt with some of the defensive struggles of Sule and played him out there 100%. over that. Because at least he's been in there and he's been rotating in and out. But like, we've been easing, you know, Chiesa in for a bit, obviously has uh, some fa muscle fatigue and there was talks about potentially a calf uh, problem or a flexor problem. There's a lot of rumors going around, but he should be okay for Lazio Copital. But you're easing him back in. You were easing Di Maria earlier on and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, Dechilio, as if he is the guy, it's like, boom, in there. What the fuck? Anyways. No. That's yeah, we complained point. about McKenny out on that right wing for so long, but it's yeah, like, we I'd were, rather yeah. have McKenny than Dechilio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, ain't that some shit. Your team has no, to make a sale. McKenny is like, okay, he's prime candidate for the sale. And then yesterday, you know what? You probably could have used him. But that's life uh, for Juventus right now. Oh, Let's get to the highlights. Uh, ninth minute in. And Monza's just working on us. And I'm surprised at how quickly are we just – we're sitting back so deep. And just this lack of desire to go and get that ball. And get in control of that ball. Anyways, nine minutes in, Caprari ends up cutting in because, again, you're allowed time. So Piscina's allowed time to turn, face our, face our, uh, our area. And uh, DeShilio is uh, half caught between two minds like he was all game. A day late, a buck short. He, he doesn't know if he's going to attack uh, Piscina. He's sitting back, and then all of a sudden, Gatti's trying to come back from the central. Well, he's looking at Piscina, who's on the ball. And as he's doing that, out of his peripheral, Caprari actually cuts in. So as the ball cut, comes in, Gatti's not even uh, aware, and he's beat too easily as well. You Just ugly from that right side in general. Let's put it at that. Gatti and Dishilio and whatnot. Caprari cuts in, beats Tech short side. Luckily, we're saved by an offside offside and um okay good warning shot fired wake up wake up now 17th minute <sighs> shambles shambles again low amount of pressure mckean's able to simply again face our area have all the time in the world to make a decision in that time chudia makes his run costich Hey, just in case you didn't notice, you are now the left back and the last line of defense on that move. And he allows Churia to just make that uh, through run. And yeah, that's your mark. And he's in there free and clear. And he beats Chesney. We're 1-0 down. This is an absolute mess. 
at the back and starting for Juventus and a complete lack of pressure from Juve. The fact we dropped back so hard, like the way this game started, I was uh, just losing my mind on the watch long that we actually started this poorly. And you're hoping we can kick things up and ramp things off. Let's get to halftime, everybody, because there's really not much else to talk about except for the 38th minute. And this is going to shine a light on some of the topics we're going to tackle after the game and problems I have. I have a problem with how we use our players. Now, we say that there's going to be a lack of direction offensively, yet some of the things we see, that's not true. And it is from direction. One of them is how we use our Metzalas and our side midfielders. Fajoli on this play, he is completely out of position, but it's by design because Di Maria gets the ball out on the flank. Fajoli immediately starts to make that run. This is so broken, it's not even funny, okay? In theory, if you have Di Maria, who's supposed to play ahead of your midfielders and supporting that striker. Those two are the ones that are supposed to be making runs. And if you are going to send midfielders, it needs to be after those players create the space. In turn, what do we do? We have Di Maria on the ball receiving it. And then we send a midfielder. We send a midfielder like just to try and do what? Because the space hasn't even been created. Keane hasn't even... Uh, made a move there to try and open anything up for Fajoli. We're just sending him for the sake of getting forward to take that defender of space. Maybe Di Maria will cut in. Well, guess what? Di Maria takes a lazy touch. He loses the ball. Fajoli now cannot help us defensively because he's completely out of the picture. Rabio lunges in. He's done. Paredes, Paredes watches this. Runs at a leisurely pace until he gets just close enough to disrupt Bremer and then Bremer gets caught between two mines. And you know what? The rest is boom. We send a pass in to uh, Mota. Uh, Mota's free and clear, beats Chesney. And you're 2-0 down. And here we are at halftime. My God, what a shit show. Guys, halftime. Let's take us through these uh, highlights and whatnot. Your thoughts, feelings, what you're noticing. I just noticed there's, from the structure and the way we want to play is ass backwards. But the lack of pressure killed me. Omar. Too easy, isn't it? Just too easy. Like, I, I'm watching the game, and I, if I am coaching some mediocre team against Uber right now, I know exactly what to do to, first of all, nullify them and then create chances. Yep. The spaces between the departments on the field <clears throat> are too big every time someone takes the ball. He has miles to run all the way to the box with no one intercepting him. And if someone does, like we've seen in the second goal, He's out of position. Bremer had to come out because Paredes wasn't try even trying to stop the guy running. So he's out. So Gatti thought he continued. Then Bremer wasn't there. Danilo is God knows where. All of that is a domino effect because you decided to play the Shilio. Then you have to move Danilo to the left while Rogani is on the bench. Sa Sandro, who is not good but more comfortable on the left, is on the bench. Everything is just you know, a mess. We can't get out of press. We don't rush to press ourselves. So it's, we made it kind of easy. We just let them control, do whatever they want. They got their lead and that's it. They can sit back. So you can't even bank on creating more chances through just counter attacks or regular play because Monza have nothing to lose. They're two goals up. They can sit back and defend. 
and watching Juve play, you know they're not going to get the chances. Mostly shots from outside the area and banking on crosses and set pieces. That's our system right now. It's a lot. It's like a lot of things. It's nothing new. It's nothing that we've seen only in this match. I hate January, man. Just hate January. What an <laughs> awful month. Yeah, so Omar's, uh, yeah, it's too too easy, he says. Too, too easy. And uh, Nick adding that no structure. Teams just cut through us uh, so easily. Lex, let's get your thoughts at uh, halftime here, this one. No, I mean, it's true. That last comment from Nick, it's like, we sit back, um, like you said, we're not running, a, at least that entire first half, we didn't run a solid press. We're welcoming that pressure from the opposing team, and then we're getting diced up at the back. Like, we're inviting pressure on a back line of Deshilio, um, Bremer, Danilo, and I guess Kostic, if you want to include them in there. But it's like, why are we inviting pressure on that back line? And I mean, like all of the goals, they cut through us. Like they, they were nice goals, good plays. So, I mean, just disappointed at halftime, just sitting there. And like Omar mentioned, it's, it's not stuff that we haven't seen already. It's just more of the same pretty much, but just with a lack of fight or will from the team. And it just really doubled down and made it worse that half. Yeah. Luca, anything to add with uh, these halftime? Uh... My, my comments are going to be more uh, well placed at the end of our recap because it it, go, it ties in really to what Allegri says at the end of the game. Uh, but I mean, first half they said it well. It's it was it was pitiful to watch. I don't. We've seen a lot of shit games in the last three four years. This one ranks very high up there as one of the worst. Yeah. Like yeah, I didn't believe it could, it could be worse than the first Monza game, but exactly it's that's, that's what I thought of. I'm like I guess not. Max the thing that uh, I think frustrates me most and really gets me fired up is that, uh, you know, everything is broken now. Like, even the defensive uh, solidity that we found at one point is gone. Like, now that's gone completely. We're leaking goals, like, worse than ever. And uh, that's the scary part, is that now, I've, and we're going to get to this, after the game, we have a bit more in the second half to uh, bear. And then we're going to get to uh, all these uh, other storylines. But one is, is now the time to change setup and look for a new direction. Because what we had that was kind of going one way, is it completely broken? We'll talk about that last uh, second minute highlight. So he does try to spark change. You have Milik coming in for Keane at halftime. Keane with a bad showing. Bad, bad showing. Awful. But... He was not the only one. Bad showing there for Keane. Sule coming in for Fajoli. Locatelli coming in for Paredes. And to be honest, um, I'm might be harsh. Some might call me reactionary, but I'm telling you, and I said it from the time he hit that one pass to Chiesa, that one pass doesn't convince me. Okay, and everybody said, okay, now Paredes could get into this and whatnot. No. And people were trying to sell me on that. People no. were trying to say... The same people that were saying at the start, Paredes is going to make us forget about Locatelli. Don't ever dog <laughs> my guy Locatelli like that again because that is an absolute shame, okay? It's an absolute shame. Paredes has shown us little to nothing. In my opinion, you could send him back to PSG right now and this team sits in the same spot with or without him. He has done nothing. And the lack of effort, this guy is one of the laziest players I've ever seen. That goal where he goes in there and literally runs side by side until they make that pass. 
to uh, inside to Malta. He goes back, watch the video. He literally barely tracks back to try and get that player. He gets close enough where he can make an impact, but stops. And it's just enough to throw Bremer off. It's infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah, I, this guy pisses me off. You taped it. You taped it. Yeah, I, I clipped it and marked him in a circle so you can see what he's doing. Any other Juve midfielder, you know, from the past would have taken the guy out. Tell Take me Locatelli doesn't engage and go right at that ball carrier when he gets he that close. He would have broken his legs. Engage, taking the yellow, no taking problem the yellow, with 100%. it. Yep. That is what kills me. Like I said, you can win, you can lose, whatever happens in the games happens. But when you don't even try or put the effort or the determination isn't there, I'm sorry. See you later. I'm, that I'm, guy I'm should so not happy. see starting minutes. And I don't care if we... We played Locatelli a ton years prior when we didn't have enough rotation. Go back to the same thing, whatever. It's it's and, infuriating and out of that guy. I had to say my piece on that because uh, that should never be uh, even – it's nowhere near the standard at Juve and should never be. So we get to those changes trying to spark things up. Hey, what do we do? All of a sudden, we're pressing. All of a sudden, we're pressing. Hey, imagine that. Imagine us – asking questions of Monza defensively while we're putting pressure on Locatelli in the 61st minute has a great hit and literally inches higher. And that thing is out of Di Gregorio's reach, but he makes a big save on Locatelli 64th minute Milik cutting inside to the front of the area has a great shot from a great spot, but too close to the center of goal easily handled by Di Gregorio. We get a rebound there. Um, crossed in and then all of a sudden falls to Di Maria. He slashes at this thing on the volley. It's blocked out. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure from Juventus. Unfortunately, not falling for us. 74th minute. Di Maria with a long range strike. Again, inches higher, but Di Gregorio making a big save. He saw that beautiful. one late too because a there was save a, and a beautiful mess shot. of people in front of him. Big save there. 77th <clears throat> minute. Set piece. Milik flicks on to Rabio and Di Gregorio again. Money on the spot coming out quickly, and Rabio can't get that through. We see it in on the rebound after, but Bremer's offside, unfortunately. Hey, it ends there, guys. Like, it's this is what now that we get into the game recap, this is what's infuriating and why I can't I can't get behind what Allegri's plan is. Is because in the second half, you saw what this team can do, what they can actually create. And put pressure in how that's the way to properly play the game. And what happened? We still couldn't find one. So if you want to approach games and you want to go in pressers and you want to say these are all must-win games, especially due to the situation, losing minus uh, 15 points and whatnot, you want to go into the games and not play properly until you're in adverse situations. That is backwards we went out hard in the second half played proper football and still couldn't find a goal so you could still play in that manner and not get the job done so to sit back and allow another team to create and do what they need to do is nonsense to me because even when you do things right it may not fall for you and we hit a point in this game second half where you could see Di Gregorio made the saves he needed to. We couldn't find one. We put so much pressure, and then the guys got gassed, and that was it. You can't play an entire match like that, but you definitely, one thing that tells me is that when we abandon what we knew or what Max's game plan was, it ended up being better for us. 
You got to send the house. You got to get more involved. Props from me, and we'll get to man of the match, but props to Sule and Locatelli because they had a massive, massive impact that second half in yeah. trying to spark the change. It did not happen, unfortunately, but I give those guys massive props because they were uh, a big, big help. And honestly, it helped Gatti because in the second half, looked he looked like better. a different guy. Yeah, and that was even with Sule there. Max tried doing a 3-4-3 in that second half. He tried doing a 4-4-2. He tried other things too. But abandoning what he we thought we knew actually worked out a little bit better because the flanks were dead in this one. Paul Pogba, should he have seen the pitch and stuff. Let's get to all these full game recaps and let's get into you guys. So who wants to kick us off on their full game recap? Luca, go first. ahead. Omar? Omar. Yeah, why not? Just more of the same, right? I, I've said it at halftime, and I've said it in the end. There's a, you know, a structure. The basic structure is non-existent. I, I just looked at Monza, and every time someone has the ball, the ball, even if he's caught, you know, near the byline or near the corner flag, other guys come in and offer help. And I've just looked at our the way we play. No one is helping anyone. No one is opening passing lanes. And everyone is just trying to run out themselves. It's it's just horrendous to watch. Now, you brought in the young guys. They did far better than the guys who played. But I can't count on that. Because every time someone does something good, they get benched the next game. So, it it always happens. <laughs> and so at halftime, you take out Fajoli. I, I told you at uh, the match day live, keep an eye on Rabio. He's having a dip. He's not the same Playing guy. terrible wasn't. right now. Yeah, and he had an awful match yesterday. But so he took out Yeah, but Fajoli was the one who went out. Yeah. The Shilio stayed on. Yeah. He stayed on until the 75th. Zuzan came in around 75. I, I was just watching the match, and I'm like, what are we trying to do? Everything is coincidental. Nothing is planned. Nothing is training ground routines. We just. And I, I tweeted during the match that Monza, who replaced their entire roster basically in the summer and the manager mid-season and they look a rookie manager by the way and they look far more organized and know what to do and the worst thing is that you watch Paredes and then you see Rovella and how well he plays and performs that same role and like he was our guy we replaced this one for this one why why please someone besides Allegri give me an honest answer uh something that makes sense and i'll accept it but no reason seven million for one pass to chiesa that's his you know contribution to juventus right now yeah i I was just i I was furious i had to cut off you know uh, i told my wife i would want to do anything besides talk about football watch i couldn't even turn on fifa I was at so least, angry. At least where you are, Omar, it's an acceptable time uh, frame for during the day to have a beer. I mean, it's 6 a.m. for me, and I'm on a watch along, and I kind of want Starts some off his morning alcohol terrible. to kind of ease the pain. So at least there, yeah, it's uh, acceptable. A great day to call in sick, yeah. Yeah. The, the Sunday. Um, is our uh, AJC oh. mascot behind you there, Omar, playing with a, a chew toy there? Is the dog there behind you? a toy you? or a bird? It sounds like a bird. I don't know. Maybe. I heard a bird. No. No. I no? Okay. Sleeping. So, 
that's a great recap. It's kind of sums up exactly how we're feeling and everything, but we're going to get Lexa and uh, Luca, their recaps here. And then we're going to get to uh, the topics we're going to hit after. And then of course, storm the barn, I'm sure is going to be uh, lit today. So uh, Lex, why don't you kick us off with your uh, kind of overall view on uh, everything? Well, first off, well said by Omar. Um, I agreed with everything and um, shout out to Paladino. I mean, credit to him for having a well-structured game well-structured team all of those goals were organized um goals so credit to him for that um we were outplayed outcoached and um yeah just similar frustrations just still that disorganization within the the team itself within our play there's kind of an uncertainty about what exactly we're trying to do on the field which i think has been um the question for all juventini most of this season pretty much and um just once again i think that system we'll, we'll talk about this more after the match but that three five two i think either we've been figured out and i think we need to try to push towards something different something new um i know we're trying to hide that fullback issue but i think it might be time to switch back to a back four of some sort um so we'll touch on that more after of course but once again just frustrating game um more of the same and um, I hopefully I'd like to see us play more on the on the front foot. I don't know why it took us till the 73rd minute to start pressing. Um, and as Al mentioned, you could see that we did have our best chances came from when we started pressing and when we put Locatelli on. I don't know why we took Fajoli off. I don't know why they can't play together. And once again, I think our midfield that we've been searching for was already there before we sent Rovella away. So I'm hoping once he returns next season, we'll make use of him. Yeah. Luca. Right. So to build off what I said at halftime recap, <clears throat> my frustration and obviously the players are far from innocent in all this. We saw Paredes walking. We saw Dicilio having a, a brain fart for 90 minutes. Uh, we saw uh, Kostic just not looking comfortable. Rabiot was walking. My frustration is primarily with the coach and the system. We heard at the end of the game, Allegri say that at halftime, he switched to a more attacking strategy, which tells you that he went into this game with a defending mentality. His idea was to defend and then maybe in the end rely on the magic of Pogba or Vlaovic to win the game. That is what frustrates me. We've played Monza twice already. They killed us the first time, and it was a very similar lineup to today. We had Paredes starting in the middle that, one, that time we lost to them. But the time we actually beat them was with our next gen literally starting the, the game. What I don't understand is how Max can look back at the tapes from those games or any other Monza game played this season and think, yes, defending against these guys is going to win us the game. Let's start out in a defensive shell. And then he goes and admit that he did that and says, okay, I made the mistake. But wh why do you do it then? You, you saw in the past, it didn't work in the first game. Clearly, the second game, we attacked them. We put the pressure. It wasn't, I remember the, the, the Copa game a week or two ago wasn't beautiful because it was still next gen, we were young kids. It wasn't a perfect game, but we attacked them. We put the pressure. It was definitely more, uh, I'm going to say thrilling. And there was a lot more chances for Juventus as a team to score. And then I look at this game and I'm like, okay, yeah, we had our chances in the second half, but why, what? What goes through the coach's mind when he thinks this worked? In the, this didn't work in the past. Let me do it again. Let's defend again. Let's see if we can hold this time. And it's there's, not even your best starting lineup. There's like a this. lot of there's a lot of question marks. Like I said, I mean, 
even just looking positionally and how we are using the players, the roles that they're asked to fill, like you don't have a three, five, one, one setup and then play your one. That's supposed to be this attacking mid helping them and just stick them to a flank. Like you just, you just, you don't, you don't do that. You don't send midfielders to try and create the space. You send midfielders to attack space. That's already been created. All that is backwards. And we, we know that. And all of us can see it on the pitch, but there's more problems. When you have a game like that, I ask even more questions. Like number one, this is multiple times this season where we've had a week between matches and come out flat absolutely fucking flat and that is completely unacceptable so this is a criticism i have of max as well because and the players are of course of course they're involved in that too because it's them out there on the pitch but if you're picking guys and they're supposed to come in on rotation this is where max is screwed and i kind of feel for him because you're putting some of these guys in as rotational pieces and they're not even ready to go. Okay. So it's bad on Max because, you know, you're picking these guys and they've had a week between. Number two, what are we doing in training? What are we doing in training on multiple aspects? Number one, you see those Rondo drills and then you watch Juve do it and it's a shit show. It's like, what are we doing? We can't do in close touch passes and anything like that. And you see it in game, but that's just one drill. That's funny. But in training, what are we doing that these guys have a week between games and they look as if they're gassed from the outset and have no, no fight, no drive, no energy. Like what is going on now? I'm going to bring up Dell's comment here because I'm going to respectfully disagree with you Dell's. Okay. Bragging on Paredes being pointless. The fact Come that he's on. a world champion play for top teams. no, it isn't no, pointless. It no. is not pointless. And the reason is because that is the bare minimum. You're talking about a bigger problem at Juve, and that is the standard, the standard that has faded. That should not be Bert, can I? turned aside simply because he's part of an Argentinian side that won the World Cup. Didn't even right? start. Even if he played very little. Whatnot. That's besides the point. The fact is we are talking about Juventus. We're not talking about the other sides that he's played a part of and whatnot. We're talking about him taking the pitch for Juventus and treating it like club med, okay? And like he's on this type of vacation because the effort has been piss poor. And that is not on Allegri. That is not on his tactics. It is not on direction. Simple effort and energy is players as well so i'm gonna respectfully disagree with that one dells right. uh luca you can add on this quick before we move on two things one yes he won a world cup but he was benched by a 21 year old or 22 i don't know how old enzo fernandez is benched by that two at psg they never won a, a, a champions league and if you tell me the french league cup is worth something we're gonna have a separate argument on a separate channel outside this because Shit, that is that is worth. I want to keep it to Juve. Let's keep it to Juve. Like yeah, Paredes at you. We can't judge awful, on anything else awful. but what he does for us, and it's subpar. Awful. That's the awful. point. I called That's it from the beginning. Run. He's been lazy. Doesn't track his players, and everyone was telling me, "No, I think it'll come." I called it from like the first two weeks of the season. 
You could go back in the podcast and watch me say it. It's not, it's not even Laziness. about right or wrong. It's literally, we have a problem in identity, consistency, energy, drive, like all this, the fight. You're trying, this is going against it. It's counterproductive. And this guy, the, the scary thing about this whole thing is what it says about Allegri because Allegri handpicked this guy. And keeps playing him. Are we surprised? <laughs> God knows why. I mean, we're. What was he looking for? His, I don't know. His highlight I this season this is kicking tonality, guys. Now, Omar, That's his get your point in here. What are you, what are you saying? Uh, Allegri's choice, like based on what? He was a subpar player at Roma, at Zenit, and at Paris Saint-Germain. He was never a starter there. And it's easier to play for a club like that that controls 90% of the match. So... I don't know. I've said it before. Like, if someone can explain to me, like, a lot of people told me at the beginning of the season when I said it's a horrible transfer and I don't want to see him, told me, "Yeah, you don't know ball. He's gonna, he's gonna be great for you, but better than Locatelli." Oh, okay, Christ. prove it. Show me some YouTube compilation that should make it work, right? Yeah, now, his mom put together. I'm not trying to. Um... Yeah, we're we're not trying to overhype Locatelli by any means or anything like that, but I think mm. he's hard done by uh, on the fan base because at least at the like I said on the watch along, he does. The there's a big work. difference there just in terms of effort. The one thing with Loca, does he have bad games? Of course, he's human. But he runs. But the one thing you can bank on is that on any given day that he's in the lineup, he'll give you 120 percent of what he has. Some days it's not up to the standard we would like. But at least it's everything he has. And you can see it come through. That needs to be the standard right across the board. Omar, because I, I will you. accept poor execution when not if you're working your friggin' ass off. Okay. Now. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. One last thing. Omar, more? you got one more? Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of hard to blame the players because they look mentally broken. I mean, the entire team looked mentally broken, and that's what a 15-point deduction will do to you. So if you are already mentally broken and you know you're going on the pitch to defend for most of the match because that's the manager's strategy, you're going to lose. Like, the players look exhausted, deflated, like they don't want to be there. So it's hard to pinpoint, like, all the players and said, yeah, they were bad because yeah. they now, were bad. Now, with oh, this... Now. Sorry, Lex, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, it's so hard to play in that type of system. Like, I think that's, like, understated. Like, just, Exhaust. like, as It's draining. It's, it's so draining attacking. to go out and defend and be disorganized. Like, we're frustrated watching. Like, imagine playing that. Yeah, exactly. To Dell's point here, I do agree that yes. both do suffer to some of Allegri's ideas. However, suffering and effort are completely different. Suffering from, you know tactics or lack thereof whatnot is different than and like work rate and actual effort that's the difference that i'm trying to speak to here and what i see in those guys but i do agree and the reason is we highlighted it on monza's second goal you can't be sending mitsalas to create space when when on earth have you seen that position to try and create the space it's it's wild to me um yeah, anyways, just how we use our players in general. There's a lot of work to be done. Now, I want to shift because I saw some of you disagreeing with me. Luca was disagreeing with me. 
Should Paul Pogba have been pulled into this game? We're going to start going around the horn just by a simple yes or no, and then we're going to dive into this. So, Luca, should Paul Pogba have come into this game? You Look, shift it, your head. If it was no a halftime switch, if it was a halftime sub, I would have said yes. I, if it was like around the 75th where Duzan came in, no. Well, that, we used our five subs, so it would have been, yeah, impossible. Well, um, Lex, yes or no, should Paul Pogba have come in? Oh, man, that's tough. I think. Yes or no. <laughs> it's, I mean, okay, I'm going to say no, but I think that if we were having a better game, I think we would have seen him. Hmm. Omar, should Paul Pogba have come into this game? 100% yes. I'm saying yes, too, and now we can dive into it. You, you don't uh, bring him in for. As to why they think yes and why uh, they think no. Yeah, you guys I'll start. I'll I'll kick us off. Yeah. Like you watch not this? known. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Al. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I figure it out, boys. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll. 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 I will. <laughs> As an Omar. Um, okay. Like he's not known for his defensive prowess, and we're not looking to defend anything. We already conceded. You need mm. someone who's better at creating chances, maybe shooting outside the box, which is the way we play. Like what? Why not? I mean, I want to hear one of the arguments to why not. We're already losing. We need him I, I, as I can soon give you as possible. We get there. Okay. Go let, ahead. Let, let, well, I'll go first, though. Go ahead. What? No, no. Let I'll, You guys put your reasons okay. for and then we'll say why here's, not. Here's my reasoning, real cut and dry and super easy. You can watch this game and see Monza new. Okay, when you have a week between matches, it's pretty easy to watch tape and figure out. If you don't need a week, you need an hour to watch Juve and figure out what we're going to do. That's play up the flanks. Our flanks were dead. Dead ends, complete dead ends. You need to play in the middle to start keeping Monza honest and try to create space for those uh runs on the flanks or whatnot. Our guys in the middle we talked about it earlier. What did everybody agree on at the start? Rabio played like crap. Paredes was non-existent. Fajoli was struggling because his right side of Gatti and Decilio was not moving. This is another problem we have. I have with this team is that because of lack of structure, lack of planning, everybody puts the ball. It, like a guy gets a ball and everybody else watches him. Now Danilo struggled yesterday. But I will give him credit because he engaged and he came forward. He tried to give options and whatnot. When he mm -hmm. got into attacking scenarios, his passes went all wrong. But he was willing to do that, make the effort, put the runs in. Nobody else was doing it. I saw Fajoli get the ball probably about eight times and have zero options of guys to, to go with it. Counter. Our off-the-ball movement was piss poor, okay? And all those guys struggled for it. Paul Pogba... Okay, your, your outsides are dead. You've got two out of three of your midfielders that are having a tough time and don't have the technical ability as him. He 100% could have, could have helped a little bit. If anything, it's a big piece that Monza has to focus on and maybe that helps a guy like Kostic get space. Or if he plays the other side, it helps your other wing. If Sule came in at the second half with Pogba, it helps him get some more space. It would have only helped. Would it have been enough to make the difference? No, we saw us throw everything else and the kitchen sink, but it doesn't make it right. 
because it still shows that we are stubborn in a sense that we only want to go up the flanks. If your flanks are dead, complete dead ends because Monza has completely blocked them off. What difference does it make if you change caustic and you put Illing Jr. in? It makes no difference just changing the players. You need to adapt to the game in front of you and change what you're doing. Pogba would have been a sign to change what we wanted to do. And that's why I say yes, he should have been brought in because at least it would have been a point for us to go through. Um, just simply changing players on the outside and trying to do the same thing. It helped in a sense that we picked up the pressure. But even if you did that and you had Pogba, that the pressure should have been ramped up no matter what. But you get Pogba in there too, I think he needed to play. If he's only good for 25, 30 minutes, he should have played those 30 minutes. But that's just me. Now you guys go with why not. Legs. Luca? Before we kick off, I want to know, Omar... Bert, where would you guys have played him in that formation? If you know what the formation was in the second half. Di Maria out because he moved to a 4-2-3-1, okay, basically. Fair. So in the yeah, center, above the midfielders. Bert. Where, who would I have taken off? Who would you have taken off? Yeah, where would you put Pogba? I probably, based on yesterday's game, I agreed with Logatelli coming in. Um, I would have probably left Fajoli, to be honest, and I probably would have taken Rabio off. And put Pogba there, okay. and I would have had Pogba, Loka, Fajoli, and pressed them, and just went That's after. A good shout. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't say that because he made those subs at halftime. Yeah, so... I don't think he would have came in at halftime. I think forty-five minutes would have been too long for Paul. Well, you didn't yeah, ask yeah. me what Max would have done. You asked me what I would have done. So, if he was good for thirty minutes, I pull him off at thirty minutes after he comes in, right at half. If he, if Pogba can only go seventy to seventy-fifth, but I let him be the judge of that. But I'm sorry, I would try and change. Another fun fact, Paladino, Paladino from Monza, I think it was only a few games ago, got his starting lineup wrong. Didn't like what he was doing. He made three changes, like, quick in that game. Two, I think, at least really quick in that first half because he didn't like what was going on. Okay? Max Allegri, I think, is getting stubborn with not adapting the game and just... In general, he's, but he's old school in that way. He, he won't did change. try four four two. He tried a three four three. I'll give him that in the second half and whatnot. But the pressure. Remember that Napoli game? I know it's tough to. You don't want to recall it, but remember when we started it. putting them under and giving them pressure and giving them fits, and then we came out in the second half and none of that was there again. Probably because we got scared of their counter attacking and stuff like that. But we got absolutely nothing done without putting pressure like max is gonna have to realize that you got to go for broke you got to go for broke when you're lacking in the technical ability overall from the group and that lineup that he started with was lacking some of that and you got you gotta make up for that with pressure and okay. force the other team to make mistakes that's how i feel but you guys why yes. no pogba? please why defend. no pogba why no pogba <laughs> luca want me to go yeah, go ahead, please. I'm waiting for this argument. Let's go. I agree with you, Al, in terms of like that ideal midfield. I would have taken Rabio off at some point. I just more so said because of like the changes he had made at halftime that I didn't see afterwards where Pogba could have gone in in terms of like that late into the match after he'd already made those changes. That was kind of more 
my idea, especially because then we ended up being short a player after because we made all used all of our subs and then Milik got hurt. But um, also we haven't seen him, so it's also hard to know what type what Pogba we're basing this game changing ability off of. We only saw him for like what 30 minutes in that game preseason match, and just in terms of before and his inconsistencies earlier. So that was kind of where I was coming from. I'm not sure he would have made a huge difference. Maybe I'm wrong. Luca, what was your thoughts? Uh, no, my thoughts are based off, again, the halftime subs. Yeah. I think, yeah, you could take off Rabiot, but uh, I, personally, I would never put a Vlavic on. I feel like the, the way we were playing, which was just throwing it into the box, hoping for God to score. I mean, Milik was there. We do we still have keynote? No, we had Milik there, and we had Di Maria and Sule both there. I think Vlavic was not the best choice of the two. I preferred that Pogba would have came in, but I don't think it was worth it simply out because I didn't know what the strategy was. And putting one. Paul in would not have, like you said, it wouldn't have won us the game, and it would have made him look much worse. And the initial, you know, thought of every fan in the world would have been. Uh, he's not what he thought. What we thought he was. Everyone's gonna rag on him. It's gonna be the focal, focal point of the game. Is gonna be oh, Paul Pogba playing shit. I think the game was already lost that when Max started that 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 eleven. Changing it too late was obviously too late. No, 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 no. And no, I, no, I, no, I, no. I still think that no, yes, no, no. Pogba would have made a difference, but of it wouldn't course. have been worth it. So then, why do it? You're playing two strikers is exactly what I'm talking about. Max wants to load the box up with crosses. He had one striker on. That we get to it. The problem is you're 2-0 down, Max, which makes even more sense for a guy like Pogba. Monza is going to sit back, okay, and they're going to absorb. They're banking on you to cross in. Who wants to shoot? What were we doing? Shooting from range. Who's got a good shot from range? Holy well, shit. Di Maria took a beautiful one and got in the middle. Paul Pogba, who can beat guys 1v1? I think maybe Paul Pogba. Can Rabio do all of that? Not so much. But Rabio, to his credit, got one opportunity off a flick on Milk uh, from Milik off a set piece. Congratulations. Paul Pogba should have seen the pitch, in my sense. Now, let's get to Adrian Rabio. Adrian Rabio. Can I go now, first, please, this time? Has going last. Has it run out for Rabio? Is does he now know that the contract extension is not coming? And is that why we are is this the Rabio we're gonna see from here on out for the season? What do you guys think? Luca, you wanted to go first. There's no there's nothing to say, guys. We all agree. Ship him out now. We should, should have been gone last week. I don't agree. You don't make up my mind. No, no. I I would say like he he instantly became better. He instantly became better than what we saw. <laughs> yes. And it's too weird. Put it back. And he could have just as easily, you know, come back to being the Rabio we remember from the past three seasons. Alex drive crazy. Oh. Okay. oh, now I'm in the bottom right. That's oh. fine. I want Luke as far yeah. away from me as possible, Lex. That's why I'm doing it. Oh, no, the distance okay. is still the Makes same, sense. right? <laughs> the math, the distance is still. Anyway. I was just and... thinking more. <laughs> Yeah, he, he instantly became better because there was a World Cup on the horizon and he wanted to play. And the minute the World Cup ended, he shut off and went back to being the regular Adrian Rabio. That's it's not surprising. I, I said it in previous podcast, you know, be careful with his legs. You can talk. I don't want to say it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, no, no. You're about to explode. I was just going to say, what did we say? Like, we literally said World Cup year plus contract extension year equals Ravio Prime for four months that somehow we want people want to pay him $10 million. I think people, some just everything in general. I see a comment here about you don't pop someone in to hit long shots. This isn't basketball or not. No, it's obviously Paul Pogba does much more than shoot the range. It's just an example that he could do everything that our midfielders can't do. That's the point. He could do it all. Now, Rabio, you don't judge anything. Remember what we were saying when all this was coming up is wait until season's end. Okay? Like, he's going to go anyways, but... This He's is this smart. puts Max in another another pickle because here's a guy that he banks on that he's loved whatever we saw the rumors of Juve trying to make some type of uh, move for him and offer the highest that they could to keep him but if it's going to be like this then man Max is going to have a much much bigger problem and now we got to look at the reality of the situation with these points deduction potentially more like. We need to win out. And if, uh, you know, the performance is going to be like that because this guy's already checked out, Max has yet another issue to deal with amongst a host of other ones that we see when we watch this team put out performances like that. So this is a dangerous thing. But I never judge a player off like a couple games or at this season as a whole right now still, if you look at Rabio, still as a whole, as a body of work, it's still... A good showing but it could go horribly wrong from here on out to season's end and it is a concern i think we would be wrong in saying that we should not be concerned about rabio and starting all the time here on out for the season because he could be checked out but again he's also still trying to get a big contract for that next team so i don't think we base everything off this showing on monza especially when you look at the fact that the whole team largely was poor. Costage needs to start picking things up too because even if his wing was dead, you've got to find ways to try and impact. Did you notice that Ealing Jr. when he came in started to try and make moves inside away from where they were blocking him dead on the flanks? Things like that, little things like that, trying to get involved. But Yeah, I, I, will, I will give them you know, some, some sort of lifeline here. The World okay. Cup in the middle of the season is horrible, and you are not the only team affected by it. There are a lot of teams where just the players haven't come back yet. And obviously, the guys we had in the World Cup haven't came back yet. Uh, it's Rabio, it's Kostic, it's Vahovic. Uh, it, uh, who... Di Maria looks better now than he did before the World Cup. I'm going to say because he's, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, he's a good player. He does what he does best. But he's still the amount of players we play out of position every game is, you know, no wonder. No wonder. Stuff doesn't work. No one knows where to be. Like, our players that we have now available don't suit the system we have. Yeah. And we keep trying forcing them. Although Four, there are guys three, on the bench three. who can play those roles. Change the we formation. We have guys on the bench. Danilo is great. He won't be great at any position on the field. You can't shift him every match to wherever you have someone missing. All right. Gani did fine. Play him. We, yeah. we got a, still a couple 
big, big podcast here. Okay. We still got some big, big let's, topics for the podcast here. Allegri, do you cut the cord now? Everybody's been talking about this almost the whole show in the chat. Quick, yeah. so quick answer. Like, quick answer. You cut guys. the cord right now. Yes. Financially, no. Lex says yes. yes. So we do have a yes. Oh, fuck Lex. Now she has yeah. to explain why. The cord should have been cut back when we originally lost to Monza. Well, the question is now, not last game. Talk about <laughs> now, Lex. Talk about now. Yes. Okay, let's let's hear let's hear her out here. We got a few yeses in the live chat too. So Lex, elaborate please as to why you think right now. I think ideally he should resign. Would it happen? I don't think so. I think too much of an ego. That if especially if we get knocked out of the Coppa Italia and then eventually, which with the way we've been playing, we'll see. You don't know yet, but most likely could be the Europa League. But if we're out of both those competitions and the season's a wash, then I say, why not start building towards next season? That's okay. kind of my train of thought. So as that. it's gone on uh, the live chat, yeah, there is a lot of yeses. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Which yeah, so there's a lot saying right you. now, cut the cord. My question to them would be, who do you bring in? Why make a coaching change when you have no management team in place? And yeah, then we're potentially no right going to make right? a change yet again. We can. And you're still putting the players and you're still portraying this whole. So you have to think about perspectives from players that could potentially be coming in the future and whatnot. For me, as far as this season goes and with all the uncertainty and whatnot, this is Max's mess. And it, like not mess through his doing or whatnot, but as far as the team and the performance go, he rides this thing out until season's end you get a new management team in you start fresh from everything and then it also looks and appears better from a potential future players aspect because if i'm on the outside looking in it's like okay they've made another coaching change so now max is gone there's like a temp in, but they have no management team and then is there going to be another change when the new management team comes in it just the whole thing looks like a mess not only that, but he goes now, who do you bring in? Who's going to come right now at this point in time? It's going to be an interim manager. Who are we going to get as an interim manager? Are we going to – Landucci's too closely knit to what's going He's on now. It's him. almost yeah. like making no change. No. What? I think we have to ride it out, everybody. It I think we have to write it out we financially. It, look, it doesn't look like we're going to make Europe anyway next season if the results keep you know, being like that. So that would make his contract reportedly void. And mm -hmm. we can just fire him when the season ends with the, without any financial Games. ramifications. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So That's a very good point. Firing him now, we still have to pay him a lot of money. We did it with mm -hmm. Sari, and it affected us massively. The fees to release him now come close to 70 million euros. That's, that's, that's tons of money. It's and over we, 60 million, everybody. That's massive. Like to, we to do, do that we don't now. We have money as it is. We don't, we're already yeah. broke. Like, there's a lot of aspects to look at here. It's not so simple, right? Like, this is. This is a problem. This is a big problem, especially now with the points deduction, because shit, if another one hits, you've got to stay in Syria. Like you've yeah. got to stay in Syria. So winning is crucial. I think um, initial reaction, obviously, yes, financial, no, doesn't make sense. And I also think that the problem was just started when we walked back into it originally. 
with rehiring him after we had fired him in 2019. But we all know that situation. We we can only I, hope he would just resign. That's that's, that's our only that would be the ideal. Yeah. yeah, this is this but is a tough one, and this is a mess. Like, I mean, I would love to, uh, you know, make a change if there was more certainty and it was easier mm -hmm. to maneuver, and there was a prime candidate that is ready, willing, and able to just come in and step into this. Wait, no. But you're gonna go through so many changes already in the off season. Naturally, like we've got to get through this season, everybody. You got to We've got to get through this season, and. We don't even have a management team yet, so we're bringing in another guy. You want to intern one, Montero? That's cool. If you if you speak with Montero and you say, okay, you know what? We just want you to come up, see us through to summers. But is that going to be a guarantee that all of a sudden we win no. out and protect ourselves? No. No. The truth is no. So it's this real battle between two minds because we went full circle. We went from a point where we were comfortable. We got points deducted, and it's brutal. But we were in a position where it's like, okay, we can ride this thing out. Only now, with this massive pressure of the point deduction and everything, has it become this thing where it's mm -hmm. like, again, has to happen right this second. If we didn't suffer that point deduction, we still could have been comfortable riding this thing out and then moving forward in the future after all these guys leave the roster. We could do some cleanup because the roster cannot be excused. It's got some major, major gaps and breaks in that thing all along the place. I want to ask you guys, because I saw this, a lot of this coming out yesterday, protecting the team saying that this point deduction is another reason why we're seeing all that. If anything, it's more for me. It's more for them to come out and play harder, play stronger, play more determined. So I don't like to use that as an excuse. That's just me. How do you guys feel about that statement? Completely agree. I've answered it. Shout out to two Omar. people. Omar is good. We got Omar's answer. Let's go. Two mentions that I saw. Um, one from Calcio Andrea who mentioned in 06, the players went down to Sedia B, stayed, fought, dominated, and won. Number two was from Marcella who mentioned that the stadium was full. The fans showed up and showed that loyalty, and then we put out that performance for the fans. Like, I just think it comes to the point where can it impact? Yes, I think it obviously does. You got 15 hard-earned points taken away from you in the season. But I think just as Al mentioned, that's not an excuse. That's not a reason. These are still problems we were seeing before the deduction. Plus, I think that you just have to use that as fuel to come out um, even stronger as a, as a group. Name and shame. Oh, man. Personally, I, I, I like Di Maria said at the end of the game yesterday, you're as a player. You're you're bleeding. You're sweating. You're getting all these points, and for for them to get deducted for something you didn't do, I, they're human. Don't forget. I understand that aspect. What frustrates me is that this team was already a fragile mentality before the season started. We saw it at the beginning, and Max is not your raw raw raw. You know, like Conte style, who will get you guys wanting blood. No, he's a tactician or tactician, if you want to call him that. That's that's half correct. Right. So he's not going to pump these guys up and want them to get blood. And you know what? Even with a full stadium, clearly these guys were not motivated because he's telling them, guys, I know the energy's high. Sit back. What type of player hears that and says, oh, yeah, I'm thrilled to do this for 90 minutes? Like, he he's not the type of coach to, to – and he doesn't have the players to do that too. I just don't see the connection. Like, I, I get why these guys look drained. It, I think it ties – the whole situation. If this is another coach, 
If this was different players, okay. But Max, with these players in this scenario, it's it, I, I find it just a I'm terrible. Que I'm questioning everything about Max, to be honest. Like even even calling him uh, like a tactician or whatnot. If we if we if we have a week a week and you played Monza two weeks ago, <laughs> you played him a week and a half ago in a Coppa Italia match <laughs> to not know how they were going to be set up, what they were going to do. Monza came into this match knowing exactly what Juve was going to do, and they shut down the flanks. So it's, if you're this to call master tactician, whatever, and you're going to figure all this, out, you're going to have another plan you're gonna know what to do all he did was change players <laughs> like he changed players he went okay well now we're gonna do 442 because that never worked for us previously but we're gonna do that yeah, no, but what i don't even know what to call max anymore like what is he as a coach you you spent the time we were struggling okay and this is where i really get pissed off you spent the time we were struggling bitching about yeah, I'm going studs up on Max right now. Spent this time bitching <laughs> fight, fight, about the fight. fact you didn't have Di Maria, you didn't have Pogba, you didn't have this, you didn't have that. Guess what? You had the motherfucker on your bench. He was ready, willing to able to help. He was pissed. You could see it on his face that he didn't get in there, and you chose not to use him. And you know what? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Juve played this game backwards, went in half-assed at the first half, played it all wrong. And they got punished for it. Second half, too little, too late, Max. And you can't teach old dogs new tricks. So, hey, the only problem is trying to do it right now. That's a lot of Chicoria with the 60, uh, 60 plus million that it would cost us. So, everybody, I think we need to wait and ride it out. I'm sorry. Everybody, reminder, like the video. Okay, like the video. If you're new here, subscribe to the channel. All right, we are going to get to storm the barn questions. So, Now's your chance to get your Storm the Barn questions in. Nice. I'm going to kick this one off just asking you guys right now. Is it time to change setups? Is everything that we once knew lost in terms of the 3-5-1-1? Um, the defensive stability is completely gone. Another reason I'm pissed off with Max. You're supposed to be the defensive guy, and now even that is shambles. So do we switch? Do we make that switch now? What would you like to see? And everybody else, start getting your Storm the Barn questions in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make the switch. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, Omar and I said this, I think, after the last Monza game. Switch. From day one of the season, I'm saying it. 4-3-3, three, three, <laughs> that's the way. 3-5-2 is nice. It, it, you know, it, it's something nice to have in your arsenal, but you can't bank on it, obviously. It worked for a short while, and then it all went to shit. Like, we considered how many? 10 goals now? 11 goals in four Ten matches? 10 three games. Luckily, Milan did worse, but, you know... It, <laughs> We're not in second place still, anymore, so what yeah, matter what Milan did? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, the stats. But tell me if this sounds familiar. Uh -oh. Start the game defensively. Concede. Try to attack. Maybe get a goal, maybe not. Throw in all your attacking players available on the bench in. Completely lose formation and eventually either lose or drop. I've Have you ever seen before. this before? Sounds familiar. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. First time, right? No, no, no. It's it's a new concept. <laughs> Lex, do we switch? Yes or no? Yeah, I think it's I think it's been proven that we should switch. I think that we lost that solidity that we had. Um, I we've been saying this for so long, but like if defense, which I think we are missing a center back. We need another center back. And so if our 
back line is going to be weak, then why not focus where our strengths lie, which is our attack? I don't have any problems with our attack. That's where that's where our numbers are. Like, play that front three and attack. Like, I just think that's what this team is built for. That's what we need to move towards. Yeah. Like, Bert, why play that weird three five one one? all because, oh, we don't have fullbacks? Well, like, I don't know, maybe explore converting Ailing. Like, try and make something else work, you know? Like, he's <laughs> only 19, he's young. So let's say hypothetically Berdo, we Berdo, want to switch. Mark, Alex, Alex Juve asked you to tell us uh, his back four. So Mark said, it will get to it in the Storm the Barn question. Yeah, we'll get to us, TV. Yeah. Yeah. Bert, what do you think? Do, you have, do we switch? I know it was your question, but what do you think? I think we owe it to ourselves to switch and try it. Um, I think what's been happening right now is it, whatever Max knows and believes to know it's, it's not working. Another problem we have right now is the fact that we've had to overcome so much just to get that first big turnaround that we did accomplish, but to do it again now is a tough ask. I feel like this season with how much has happened, even if you were a great motivator, even if you were one of these rah, rah, rah guys, it's hard to do that continuously through the same season yeah. to continuously have to pick the guys up. And this is why the roster is not free and clear. And they have to take some of this blame because at the end of the day too, your pride's on the line as an individual and you have to go out there. You have to know what it's about to don the stripes and you have to bring your best performance out there. So it's a combination of a lot of things, but to try and issue two big, big turnarounds like that all in the same season, even tough. that's too tough. So we have no choice, but to really try something new and try getting the players out there that are, and, and you know what, that should happen regardless. Even if he stays in the same setup, the players that are rewarding you with the effort, the maximum effort and whatnot need to be rewarded from here on out, because I think that's, half the battle. And I said that earlier on in the season, the laziness needs to go away and it needs to take a back seat to the guys that are at least going to go out there and at bare minimum, give it everything they have. My back four. We're jumping into it. I know exactly what I'm putting. It's locked in now, man. I want to surprise you with my back four. Oh, I might have the same one as you. No, you won't. I think mm. what's going to start questioning everybody is a discussion that started about Illing Jr. potentially playing as this left back and whatnot, um, or even Kostic and whatnot. For me, it, it gets really dicey there because maybe Barbieri needs to start given uh, an opportunity and whatnot. So maybe one young guy on the outside. I don't know about Danilo in a center back if it's not a back three, and that's a tough one. Bert, spit them out. We got I don't know. I, I honestly oh, don't know. And this is a problem because if any formation that you have, I think you're going to have gaps. And this is one of them in a back four because Benucci can't be trusted. Um, I wouldn't play Gatti in a, in a two-man. I don't know. But I honestly don't know. I still think I need three time. I need time. Three-man mid, three, three in the attack and three-man mid would be – I think that would be strong enough. I think if you have to concede somewhere in your formation, I think I would concede weaknesses in a back four, in my opinion. We, we have yeah, to see but it. who's the back four? I'm saying that there's going to be sacrifices Omar, across the board on the back four. 
Omar Okay. Let's hear it. Come on. Danilo at right back. Okay. Bremer. Yeah. Rugani. Yeah. And Ailing Jr. I had the same one. <laughs> I told you. Who did you put on the left? Ailing. Ailing Jr. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would I'm, go I'm with that. You. I would try I would, it. A week a week ago, I would have So you're going to put but... a new, a newly formed youngster, Ailing Jr., and you're going to put Rugani as his fail stop next to him on the left because he's been reliable over the past year and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I a question it. mark, though. That's what I'm saying. There's big but question it's, marks it's across that's all your where you put Sandro. So like I, I I'm not I'm not I, I respect Rugani being reliable over the past year when I'm not ready for him to be the main. I don't know if the main because you know we're having players injured in and out all the time, but yeah. so far, aside from Bremer, who had more mistakes because he plays much more, Rugani mm-hmm. has been the most consistent out of all our center backs. Less. That's, yeah, so I, why not try him? That, yeah. That's like... We should have done that yesterday. Because now Lazio's coming. We tough, can't test man. this it's out. It's tough. Our fullback things come up. If Quadrado's available, I think the four-man becomes easier to maneuver. Um, you're back four because... Forgot about that dumbass. Quad's got to come back and he's got to play right back because his defensive abilities help. It's offensively where he struggles. But it, with, uh, until Quad gets back in, I think there's bigger question marks. Um, I think it's a, le- a little easier to handle when he comes back, but I, I, I don't know. We, we're going to have either, I think, a shortcoming directly as one of your center backs in the pairing or on one of the flanks, mm-hmm. and potentially even with everybody at the flanks. Our fullbacks, hey, we've been screaming for them for a while. That's that's tough, though. But I think we owe it to ourselves to at least try something. So I'm willing I'm willing to at least see it. So willing let's see feeling. it. Let's get to uh, some Storm the Barn questions. Oh, RB Comps wants to lighten the mood. Who's the best FIFA player out of the panel? Right here. I, I right here. I, I don't play FIFA. Right here. Okay. I get on the I get on the pitch twice Come a week. I, I, I don't play it virtually. Thanks, guys. Move on. Come on. You know we're how gonna, many we're Champions League of one see this, that? aren't we? We're going to have to I'd like to see Al and Omar play each other, actually. Well, I've been waiting for that AJ. We're going to have to live Al. stream that one, uh, Omar, I think. Yeah. I think I'm we might have to. Yeah. For now, though, I'll just let you all know it's me until you see it. So, no, no matter what question you ask, it's it's all the answer. It's clear as day. Conte's Juve made Allegri's career. Wow, but that's like saying, wow. I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I think he definitely uh, sparked what Allegri uh, had to move forward with and whatnot. But I don't think we should take all the credit away from Allegri's first 10 years so plus i'm just gonna B- leave it at that what do you guys have to add plus no what plus the bbc yeah like bb yeah bbc yeah. uh, uh omar go ahead sorry yeah you know expecting all these guys to come in and just three five two be as good as barzali and chiellini and buffon i mean that's a Never discredit gonna... to those guys. The, exactly. These guys are once in a lifetime it's not guys that come around like every time it's just a system thing so, Conte did set the blueprint. I will remind you, the league was completely different. The competition mm-hmm. was maybe with one more team every season, either Roma or Napoli. The other guys didn't give any competition. And so, when you have the blueprint and just, you know, play, and you have the luxury of bringing in all the talent, and you have money to bring in guys like Iguain or Mandzukic or whoever to, you know, compete, 
just slot them in and have a better team, that's easier than what Allegri is facing now. Credit to Conte. He got a broken team and made them champions. Allegri has yet to do it. So I, I would agree. Uh, like Allegri based his success of what Conte has started. And I don't know if Allegri could have done it too. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't think we have anything more to add to uh, that whole thing. No. Let's go to the next one. Question for all. I yes. wish you would have singled somebody out, uh, Jeremiah. Oh, I'm like, oh, yes. just one question for one panelist here. Uh, hypothetically for speaking, yeah, yeah, it's clearly just for me. With this same group of players, would they play better as a unit if, Actually, let's just say, Dicherby was in charge? So, Lex on my side here, I think. She's I think yes, because I mean, too. he's doing it with Brighton. Does Brighton have a better squad than we do? Right. Did it with the Swallow? Like, I think um, Locatelli was fantastic under him as a swallow. So I think, I think, yes, hundred percent. I think just coach with a strong footballing philosophy, preferably an attacking one. And I think, yes, we're our squad and our unit as a whole is, is not that far off. I think it's not as far off as people think. Like we're not looking at a whole new rebuild. We're just looking at at least another fullback, another center back, strengthen up the defense a bit, play with a coach as a strong philosophy. And I think we're better. I think, yeah. Really hyping up this AJC uh, FIFA tourney right now. But I uh, carry on with this coaching thing, everybody. Who I wants to yes. add? I'll add. Add to I me. Care. I say yes. Go in. Nothing more to say. Um, it's interesting. I mean, when we look at all these other coaches and would it potentially change as a unit, I think there would be other shortcomings. But I think what's more the question is, you have a coach that apparently, Max, and this is what all the hype was about, is adapting to the players he has and finding like a system or whatever. But then you have coaches that know their setup, their system, what they're looking for, and they find roles and want their players within it to fit and mold and, and work with. So I think like if a coach comes in here, that has that wants a four three three and has said I still think we end up with some shortcomings in terms of certain positions. However, I think it might be easier for him to find solutions. And when you look at even Max right now, if we're gonna try and set a comparison, this three five one one whatever that we stumble upon and whatever, and we were saying for a while, look, this is the go to. We have to work off of this because we're finding success. There was better balance in play between defense and finding opportunities and stuff. But we're starting to find that starting to integrate some of these guys, like Di Maria, for instance, and whatnot, it may not be their best position. So it might not necessarily be plug and play. So he might be forced to change that. If another coach comes in that has a setup that we might be looking to go to anyways, yeah, I think we could say that. He probably would do better. Not only that, but just the gameplay overall. Where we struggle the most is the fact that we allow other teams to play. So I fail to believe that if a manager comes in that wants to be on the front foot, that wants to control games, control play, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't do better with our team. We have good ball retentive players in the middle. We have good attacking options. I, I, I fail to believe this is the Juve that we've amounted to, and it's not going to be any better, just simply based on the roster. I don't believe that. 
Yeah, I, I'll say that you know everything we say, every question about the future is just assumptions. I don't want anyone coming up to me and saying, hey, you said that and now he's failing. So the Zerbi, I think, will do better mainly because I think everyone just had enough of not conceding is more important than scoring. Go score a goal first, then worry about not conceding. And it's been, you know, Juve's blueprint for... A long, long time, but football has moved on. Look at finals and stuff, Champions League. How many games have ended with one goal? You need to know how to score more than one and then just defend. And, and Allegri, at the meantime, doesn't offer it. Lex, before you explode, go on. <laughs> you have so many good ideas that you give me. I, I was just going to say, going off of what you're saying about football moving on, look at the teams that are first place in the top leagues. Arteta's Arsenal and the Premier League, Chavi's Barcelona and Spalletti's Napoli in Italy. How do those teams play? You know, like I think that's amazing, amazing, amazing football. Like, you know, so long is the idea that you, you can't also play great attacking football and win and be successful. Like those things can coexist, believe it or not. Go but on, I think go on Lex. Continue, Omar. Sorry to interrupt, but that's just what I wanted to mention. No, that's it. Get great attacking football. And I'm not expecting prime Barcelona, tiki-taka, passing everywhere. Just press and make the other team make mistakes. That's something we're not doing and they're doing to us all the time. And when you score early and when you take their air out before halftime, that's how you nullify them trying to score. You, get, you just get them frustrated, mentally weak. And right now, we are the guys who concede and then have all our air out. Yeah. Can I wrap this up? The truth is, is that, you know what? There are teams that play defensive style that they can work and they can manage that if it suits them. And there are teams where it doesn't and they're better off stepping on the front foot. It's up to all of yours, the live chat, you guys. It's up to you in terms of what you believe is best for this Juve team based on what they have. Um, I think we're seeing, we've seen when we step things up, it's better for the group overall, and it helps our defense that all of a sudden is in shambles when you play on the front foot and make it harder for the other team to create. If you were the new Juve board, which manager would you shortlist to replace Allegri next season? Omar, who would you shortlist? Let's go three each. I would shortlist Zidane because apparently he's all over the news that he wants Juve and interested. I'd probably go with one young manager from Italy, possibly Dionisi or Sotil or maybe someone else. And something out of nowhere like Jesse Marsh from Leeds. I like the way he plays, his style. Those will be my, <laughs> really you know, my top three. <laughs> yeah. Luca, your short list. Um, I want to put the Zerbi on there, but because he just signed a contract, I feel like it's almost impossible. So if we're just being realistic, Zizou's at the top because of all the links and because I've always wanted him. Um, Dionisi, for me, is, is a very good shout. Uh, and I mean, if, if, like, if really out there, bring, bring up Montero, I think he just, he's a cheap option for what we need right now. And he knows this, how this club needs to play. I think financially and what he is as a person, as a coach, is just a good fit, but he's really my, he's like my last option of the three. Okay. Lex. Um, so I'm going to go with Zizou because 
same thing. He's successful, um, and he sounds like he's apparently rumored to want the job. Um, Italiano, oh just because I've got to, I have to stay loyal to my guy. So I'm going to still go Italiano. And then um, third, going to be Gallardo, because as far as I'm aware, he still hasn't found a coaching job. So, I mean, that I think was kind of – people were kind of on that hype train for a bit when he first announced he was leaving. So I think I'm going to still stick with that. I think that would be a cool option. All right. Yeah, so. I have uh, Gallardo in there. I have Zidane in there, Dionisi. Um, I think we have to, we have to, th- as much as I wouldn't want it, because I hate trying to recreate the past. Don't, I think we would have to look at Conte. Don't. You would have to look at Conte. Oh, you would have to. I, with the yeah, new board, I agree I hope with don't. Conte. And I'll throw in even one more name. Uh, What's that guy's name? Roger Schmidt from Benfica. Roger Schmidt, okay. Roger to Schmidt be fair, from Benfica. I wanted, I wanted De Cherby. I wanted De Cherby. Um, at the time, yeah, like it would have been, been a sweet move, I think, for uh, Juve. However, again, could have also uh... gone horribly wrong. It's just uh, preference, whatnot, and it is what it is. Michael Razzo comes in. Uh, we've got a room for just a couple more. Um, <laughs> and Yelly should pay our... Uh, Coach wages out of his pocket as punishment. I will say this with the rumors of Agnelli and everything um, potentially buying back. I don't want that to happen for the reason of where we're at currently and just it happened under his watch. So I'm just going to say in terms of this, it's not even a question. Michael Razzo, number one, storm the barns for questions. This is a statement uh, you're making, <laughs> but uh, it is what is uh, I actually wouldn't want Agnelli to buy this with a group or whatnot. Now, Razo continues, and this is a question, a couple. Should we at the NCAA scrap all these high-profile players who don't perform and focus on a young Italian team? Do we start letting our young players start now over our overpaid shitters? <laughs> okay, so... Shitters. Um, two T's in that, by the way. Right now, to finish off the scene, like I said... Um, the guys that are given, whether regardless of pay structure, you go based on what they're doing out on the pitch. So, uh, yeah, you reward the ones that are giving it everything they have to change the mold completely moving forward and focus on young talents. I think we should we need to focus on Italian talent um, in general, based on what's happening with um, Mercado and everything like that. And I think Juve needs to continue to push with this Juve next gen thing. Because these guys are uh, so far giving us a decent run and decent run to those high-paid players too. So just continue on as we are, but still have a focus on Italian talent. But I don't think we need to recreate everything. But I I really question the scouting and all that in terms of uh, the experience guys we're bringing in. I think needs to be better. But again, that will come when we get an actual sporting director in a new management team and potentially a new coach. And hopefully they're all on the same page, but a sporting director is big for this team. We've had scouts that have been promoted for several years now, and this is where we are. So again, that's all I'm going to touch on for this. You guys go. I have two questions uh, for stone, the barn for all of you. You got to answer this one first though, buddy. Oh, I didn't read it. What did I want to say? Sorry, I was I was lost in the comments. I was yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, everyone wants uh, Berta to coach. 
you need to see him play FIFA. You don't want him to coach. Hey, I'll oh, do like, it for half oh, of Allegri's feet. Okay? Smoke. What? Half, half of Allegri's feet. Okay, just I'm pay, Just pay my rent and I come. Who am I kidding? Give me an eight. Whatever. It's good. It's good. Okay. For, if we do have a tournament like uh, AGC FIFA tournament, is everyone picking Juve? Like, are we going to play Juve versus Juve all the time? Or are we open to other stuff? I feel like to make it even and see just skills, it should be the same players versus the same players. Mm. I will... Okay, uh, okay here's a play. question. When you're not Juve, who's your team of choice? Okay. Mine, okay, I, I... I'll go first. Mine right. is usually, while well, I have the older, unupdated FIFA, is Atalanta with Papu Gomez. And that is an overpowered team. Yeah. That is an <laughs> team. Wow, you made it. That team made it to like, the quarterfinals of the Champions League, guys. Omar, who's your team of choice when it's not Juve? I, I hate playing with big teams. That's my thing. I like, yeah, I, I like the mediocre teams. I like the challenge. That's a challenge. I like playing Omar with, coming in with... here with Bari. <laughs> no, not that whoa, bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When I played way. football manager, I take teams from Norway and assemble a 17-year-old team. That, that's nice. what I like. Um, but probably I like playing with Tottenham a lot. Totten. I like, yeah, I like playing with Dortmund. I like Valencia. Here you heard there. it here first. Tottenham is not a top team, according to Omar. <laughs> well, they're not a top team right now, so I know human. it just kills me. Um, yeah, so those are the type of teams I like to play with. I like, I want choose Man City, Paris Saint Germain, Real Madrid. Those are not the teams I like to play with. It's fun, but it's too easy. I used and to my second question. I only use Juve. My use second Juve? question. No, next question. Next question. Uh, it's just fun. Okay. Um, if I had to use a different team, oh never man. done it before. I don't do it very often, but uh, I like to go uh, off the board, and I go usually Spanish um, teams if I'm okay. going to not choose Juventus. So usually pick yes. a Spanish side. And so my second, my second question is okay. more relevant to everyone. I offered on Twitter like if. If we can get Zaniolo just on a dry loan till the end of the season and see how it works out. I saw that. Would you... Yeah, there I wanted, were I wanted to comment. mixed reactions. So yeah, uh, what do you think? Would you take Zaniolo now till the end of the season? The, the reality is it, nobody wants him. Um, and you know what? We're, we're missing someone, I'd say almost the right wing, but it depends. If we're going to play this formation, no. But if we do shift to a 4-3-3, and it's like a you know a, a tiny loan where with no redemption and it's like it's we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. I'd be down for it, but I feel like Roma wouldn't let him go without an obligation in that clause. There's potential there for a decent bargain with yeah, Zaniolo yeah, based yeah. on the breakdown. So I we think we have nothing to lose. A, a, yeah, yeah, like I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying what? like there's potential for a big bar. It's funny with players because I always say this too, is like maybe just maybe how much that atmosphere and how much that like affects them and whatnot. And maybe this guy, but you still have the other side of it, which is his attitude and all. Yeah, this I don't think he wants us. him with the uh, Azzurri and remember yeah. Moise Keane was getting involved and the two of them, hmm. you know what? But if it's low risk, why, why wouldn't you if it's low risk? Yeah, and don't, and don't forget Mourinho had issues with players in every club he coached and players left because of it. Just two months ago, he threw Karsdorp under the bus and now yeah. it's Zaniolo. He had Casillas, well, he had whoever. Hold on. 
he was right throw... about Deli Ali. Yeah, he was right about it. Yeah, he didn't throw. I'm not saying you're always wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. He, he didn't toss him under the bus. He asked to leave. He's been saying it for a month, apparently. So Mourinho was just saying the facts. He said no. He just said no. He sent the dogs on him. He like made him yeah, look after he so realized bad. he wasn't leaving anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but you're a 60 year old manager. That's a 20 year old guy. Like you don't. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. It's exaggerated. He's not is, wrong, yeah. but it's super exaggerated. Yeah. It's Mourinho. I don't want to talk about Mourinho ever again on this podcast anyways. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, how and where will we end up end of the season? This is the last question. I want to remind everybody to like the video. Okay. If you're new here, obviously subscribe to the channel. Uh, thank you everyone who's been in live chat today. You guys are uh, amazing. Uh, the FIFA tournament, we're going to make it happen. And then I'll just prove to you all that uh, I'm the best. And uh, how will we end up at the end of the season? Any bold predictions? This is the final one. So who wants to kick us off on this one? And I don't mind doing it. I don't, I don't know, guys. There, uh, there's too many okay. penalties coming our way. Let's go like Considering this. Considering um, it all stays like that and no point or give it back or deduct it more, I'd say 10, 9, maybe. Yeah. So how – let's go like this. How likely do you think it is for Juve to have the points returning to us? I think they'll give us back those points, but then deduct us again on the salary maneuver. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm thinking we'll probably be somewhere around that uh, ninth and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's it's probably going to be somewhere, somewhere like that. Somewhere like that. Does anybody have any other... Prediction? Does anybody think something crazy going to happen? Do you think we're going to return all the points and then all of a sudden finish in that top no. three? No. No. I don't see his top six. Does That's anybody want to say it just to leave on a good note, even if they don't no, believe no. it? I just, I don't I see Italy think. becoming uh, logical all of a sudden. Yes. I think it will just be the same. But let's say we do. I say fifth, fourth place. I know it's a huge mentality boost if we get those points back and don't get deducted again this season. It's a huge mentality boost. We could find ourselves think, on third, uh, fourth, fifth. I think Juve could... Um, the nice thing is at least knowing, based on everyone we talked to, you know, Mirko Di Natale, Romeo Gresti, whatnot, the feeling around Juve is completely different. They will fight this um, till the bitter end. I have hope in that, you know, and again, I have to research this as it's uh, broke out today and whatnot. I want to see what this evidence is and everything like that. They have gone against precedent in Italy. I'm I'm holding out hope that Juve fights this thing enough where we can overturn everything and finish somewhere in the European places. However, right now, if I was to bet on it, I think we would finish outside and probably close to that mid-table side. Uh, 10th, 9th, somewhere in there. Hopefully... It ends up differently. Everybody, you guys have been great. Like the video, subscribe. Um, we've got some uh, one last one. Should we make this happen? AJC Pro Clubs, Pro Clubs. Omar, should we do it? We did it with Cliff. God rest. We did his it soul. with Cliff. So, old Oh man, Cliff <laughs> played me, once and I roasted him. Never played me again. That's okay? true. That I remember. So if if either of you have ever played Cliff of FIFA, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, Cliff, Cliff is not good enough, but uh, we have done it. It's nice. Like we can He's do. Not it. Even here, just dump on him. Uh, Cliff. Uh, I love he Cliff. Fired up. Just... He was pretty fired up. Uh, what did yeah, I have he, to he hear about all guys. this game so laggy and choppy and all this? And it's like it's dude, experience. You have to play FIFA ninety eight enough, bud. Yeah. You know. You have to play FIFA ninety eight. You got to beat the man. Cliff wasn't the man. I Omar, we'll see. Lex can Lex take down the tourney. We'll see, but we'll have fun. I'll start up an AJC Pro Clubs for sure. Everybody. Guys have been uh, great again. Uh, thank you for all the uh, support. We had a great time on the weekend, especially with uh, Romeo Cresti on Friday and then all the lives despite the result. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep things rolling into Copitalia against Lazio. We will bring you a match day live. I believe Anthony, the old man, will be back. He's the only guy I can call an old man on this panel, so I'm going to let it roll. Old man Nomi's going to be rocking it with me uh, for the Copitalia match. And no watch along because it's midweek, everybody. And, uh, yeah, I've got a job to do. So I'll, I'll probably yeah. be there but too. But... Thank you, as always, you guys. You're not the old man, Omar. Don't worry are awesome and uh stick together uh it's fino alla fine forever all right ciao tutti we'll talk to you uh before the midweek game and i'll still bring you the daily updates okay ciao everybody no mustache